0: It's time to head in the shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've
1: been driving on man's Wet on the Wheel.
0: In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstock 790, 965 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
2: Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. It's kind of nice to see uh, Under Sheriff Doug Chadwick heading out of the studio here this morning and listening to uh, a little bit about his campaign for sheriff. Yeah, that was pretty neat. I'd never met him before, yeah. and uh, looks okay.
3: like a nice guy.
2: Very nice man. I uh, I was uh, on the school board in the Mount Baker School District up until a couple of years ago, and the position that I I took over was actually held by his father. In the that past, that's amazing. So uh, it's you know a family with uh, with roots in the county, been been around a long time. He's been with the sheriff's department a long time, and uh, I think you do a great job as sheriff.
3: Well, I agree, and you know how sometimes uh, they say that um, when you meet somebody for the first time, you've decided whether they, you like them or not within what is it, three seconds? Uh, something like it's uh, just really quick. You get that initial feeling. That
2: first impression.
3: Yeah, and um, I just got a really good impression.
2: I, I, I'm I, thinking that he's I a, trust, I trust, a nice guy. I, tr- I trust your God. He's a nice guy. He cares about the community, and yeah. uh, he's got the the, the experience, education, uh, see that. Uh, knowledge, and, and wisdom to do a good job. Don't want to get too political here. No, that's uh, not. I've, I've known, known Doug for, for several years, and uh, he's a, a great asset to the community and be a great asset to the sheriff's department in the long term.
3: Absolutely. And now if we can just get all the council people to get on board and help the sheriff's department out with some tools it's it's a it's a big si- system with,
2: with some big system <laughs> systemic issues yeah. but that's another show that just ended
3: yeah we're gonna talk happy things like <laughs> broken this, cars
2: broken cars when should you tow it exactly. know when to drive them know when to tow them know when to walk away know when to run and you can give us a call, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. We had so many calls last week that we couldn't get to all of them. So if you were trying to get through to us. What are you talking about?
3: You weren't here last week. Uh, the
2: week before. The week we before. The week before. They all quite blend together. We had a few together. calls last week, too, though. That's right. Keep them coming. We love calls. 676-KGMI. 5464.
3: 676 That's right. This is the day. This is the hey, day. Hey, has anyone looked outside and seen the big ball of sunshine Uh, out there our
2: last three days of sunshine with cold cold nights well
3: I think it's gonna be nice next weekend too
2: my wife cheated on me what I woke up this morning and the furnace was on (laughs) she turned the furnace back on without telling me Ooh. (laughs) I tried to do it a week ago and she started screaming to the other room no don't turn the heat
3: on yet so um do you have like what do you have for heat is it natural gas or electric or we're 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 out in the county yeah. So, so our choices are
2: wood, mm-hmm. um, which we do when it gets really cold out. Seasoned dry. Heat. Seasoned uh, dry. Perfect. Um, uh, ecological safe, catalytic um, wood stove. Has a secondary burning system.
3: Very efficient.
2: Very Well, you know, not really, but.
3: You know, they say burning wood is uh, actually, uh, I, I read an article where I guess they were biased towards wood, but it's kind of a. Ecological okay thing to do because it's part of the cycle. Of yeah, it it, em,
2: it emits the carbon dioxide from your chimney, so it can feed the trees in well, the neighborhood. Yeah, but it's not like
3: we like you know coal, oil. You dig it up or suck it up out of the ground. It's old, old carbon, and then we just pump it out into the atmosphere. Whereas like a wood, you know, the tree grows. And then you chop the poor thing down. Then you burn it up. But it kind of keeps cycling through the uh, through the thing.
2: You know, that that, that reminds me of a, a popular science article. And I saw this little snippet out of it recently. And I had to research it to make sure it was actually true.
3: Was know? it on the Internet?
2: It was on the well, Internet. Of course it was true. But, but I did some research and I, and I did confirm um, from multiple sources that it was true. But it was talking about how to get rid of your motor oil after you change the oil oh, in yeah, your car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so so basically... This is
3: popular science like
2: 1960s. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Because right. yeah, people were smarter back then. Exactly. <laughs> and so they talked about dig- digging a hole, and you could use a pulse hole digger, for example, and dig a hole down a little ways, and then fill the hole in the bottom with, with some sand, and then you put some, some smaller rock and then some gravel on top and then a little cap over it. So after you change your oil... You have this nice reservoir and natural rock and sand filter in it to pour your motor oil into it. Mm-hmm. Just dump your waste oil in there, and that oil will just go right back into the earth where it came from.
3: Back to Mother Earth. Back to Mother That's Earth, right like, where it
2: came from. Recycling, they called it, I believe.
3: You know, I wonder, up like in the Canadian oil sands up there, um, I wonder if you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 years ago there was a civilization like
2: ours They just dumped their motor <laughs> oil they in a hole oil,
3: getting rid of their old oil and there it is and so we're basically recycling it I again. mean I mean
2: that's where all the cadmium and mercury and other heavy metals come from or from yeah. the earth's crust just put
3: them back put it back put it They're back babies of the earth doing the earth a favor
2: yeah so the uh you know the ideas of the past sometimes aren't that brilliant and motor oil waste motor oil which we store it we have a company come get it it gets recycled they filter it um they do all kinds of stuff to it. a lot of it gets turned into fuel for ships um one of the most polluting industries on earth (laughs) um but but it does at least get in some ways recycled and reused um but I don't think there is a great solution for the uh, disposal and and recycling of motor oil.
3: What if nuclear is the even though you got that nasty waste, you got a lot less of it than you do with oil. Well, yeah, you
2: just got to store it for a few million years. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, over at, over at Hanford in Eastern Washington, they've been uh, since uh, what the the late 50s, early 60s. They've been in, in like a, a 50 to 60 year cleanup mode.
3: Yeah, that's not working out too well. <laughs>
2: it provides a lot of jobs and, sure. and, and a sure. lot of growth for the, the Tri-City, Richland, Fasco, Kennewick area. Yeah. That's actually, if it wasn't for Hanford, to be honest with you, I don't know that I would be here today.
3: Why do you say that?
2: Well, I was born in Richland. Oh. Uh-huh. And my grandparents on my mother's side moved here from Missouri. Ah. Uh-huh. And my grandparents grandfather and grandmother both actually um worked at Hanford or Hanford related jobs as did my aunt, my other aunt, and my uncle. So on my mom's side. Wow. Everybody but my mom. So. Hmm. And uh and spent the first several years of my life there and I still have uh have family in the area.
3: Do you glow in the dark? I p-
2: potentially I can't see.
3: Oh. Interesting.
2: Um but uh, we going we're,
3: we're going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about take a break. We're going to talk about no? when
2: you when your car is broken. When when should you tow it? When should you drive it? This is a common question we get on the phone. Kirk, yeah. Kirk, I'm having a problem with my car. Is it safe to drive? Well, it depends. <laughs> that's all. That's always a scary question. Is it safe to drive?
3: You know, that's a question that um, I have found that as I've gotten a little bit older in life, i um, in the back of my mind, there's this—the words that I speak. There's a certain amount of liability that might be attached to those words. So, kind of a default, like, is like, "Nah, I don't think you should drive your car. I don't care why." I mean, the it, it windshield really windshield wiper's not working. Well, you know, maybe. Do you have some Rain-X? <laughs> yeah. Do you tow it in. No, but uh, yeah, it's really hard to tell. Uh, you know. You know, it's making a little bit of a noise. Well, you know, how little, you know, how's your ears? You know, how low is the stereo?
2: Things get very uh, subjective. Uh, they do. They we'll do. have we'll have one person say, my car makes a little bit of noise, and you take it down the road, and, like, you immediately pull over, and you're afraid to drive it. Oh, yeah. And, and, they, and they were like, oh, nonchalant. You know, while you have it in, can you just check out this little noise? Yeah. And then we have other customers, my car's making a horrible racket. I'm afraid to drive it. And and, and, and it's it goes, a belt that's it goes tick, chirping a little bit, tick tick, yeah, tick, yeah. you know, and so the trying to get, trying to wade through the subjectivity of people's perceptions is is pretty tough over the phone.
3: It's easier to get people to try to reproduce the sound um, while they're on the phone versus when they call in, here in on person. the radio show.
2: Yeah, I I always like it when somebody can make the noise. I at too. least a good I attempt. Think
3: it's great. I think it's great. Looks like we have got a call.
2: Oh well, who is it? Sherry, we've got Sherry. Maybe Sherry's car is making a noise that she'll make for us. Good morning,
4: Sherry. Not making a noise at this point, no. Um, but I had a question about an oil change because the weather's getting colder, you know. So I was wondering about um, getting an oil change and getting my antifreeze put in. And my, my question is, is that, um, When I called and talked to – I was going to get my oil change done at Walmart, and uh, I was told that it's best to go to the dealer to get that done because I have a 2003 Toyota Solera. Uh. And so I'm willing to do that, which is fine, but um, I I wasn't sure if I was told that that, that next time I get an oil change, it has to be um, – if it's synthetic or conventional, it has to be the same type of oil. Uh, whether if it's synthetic, it needs to be synthetic again, or if it's conventional, it needs to be conventional again. It needs to be the same type of oil that was done the last time. Is that right?
3: Well, uh, you know, I mean, a 2003 Toyota Solera? Yes. um, That just takes 530 synthetic blend oil. And pretty much any oil that's... I don't know if you can... Nobody's using conventional oil Yeah. Anymore.
2: So, so what, what's called for is a 5W30 synthetic blend. They do make a 5W30 synthetic. Normally, I'll recommend somebody who's been using synthetic blend stick with that. Somebody who's okay. been using synthetic stay with that. The reality is you, you can put the other one in, and it's not going to hurt anything. The issue is if somebody's been running the, the synthetic blend for years and years and years... And then they switch to a synthetic. Sometimes we do see an increase in oil consumption, and and, okay. it, and the engine could run low on oil between oil changes. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to whether whether it's the place you were going to take it or somewhere else. I don't want to say anything that really derogatory about that. But when you look at the, the the training, the certifications, the quality of work done, and everything else, um, there there is a difference in service that you get at different places. And right. uh, I know at some places you will get the absolute cheapest product, cheapest filter and cheapest labor and cheapest surface and, uh, save a couple bucks all in a ploy to get you to shop there while you wait an extraordinary period for your oil to get changed at times. Um, or you can go to somebody that has certified technicians, people that are trained use quality parts, perhaps Toyota filters, um, right. th- and other things. And it costs a couple dollars more and you don't have to, shop for things you may or may not need while you're there. Um, well, I, so I would rather see I would rather see you go to the dealer or a good independent shop um, to
4: get okay. your oil changed. I understand what you're saying because since the car has been discontinued, I would prefer to go to Toyota, to be honest with you, because, um, you know, I think the parts from Toyota. Um, yeah. And even though I like Walmart a lots of other things, I just feel like I want to make sure that my car starts this winter And, uh, I also need to get antifreeze and which is another thing. And I want to make sure my car starts because last year I had a battery issue and that was another situation entirely. Mm. So, but the weather getting cold already in the morning, it's 39 degrees this morning. So, um, you know, I'm very, I think that that's, and I really appreciate you guys answering my questions because. Thank you so much. Have a good afternoon.
2: Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, I think whether whether you go to the the dealer, Kirk at Angler, me at Dr. John's Auto Clinic, or go see Dan at Bellingham Automotive, you you really can't go wrong. And I think you might find that the service could be better at some of the independents than what you find at the dealer. All right. You are in the shop, 360-676-KGMI. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive.
5: Here's to the explorers, those who crave adventure and reliability. They need a vehicle that matches their spirit with safety, reliability, and a sense of adventure with advanced safety systems and all-wheel drive that can handle any and all terrain. Available at Dewey Griffin. From the Ascent to the Outback, from the Forester to the Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrek, a Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you wherever you need to go safely. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and a Subaru-certified tire and service center.
3: Are you looking for an auto shop that offers honest, quality service? Hi, I'm Kirk, owner of Angler Automotive. At Angler Automotive, we strive to make sure that all of your automotive service needs are met. Angler Automotive provides the factory-recommended services that are required to maintain your vehicle's warranty. Angler Automotive, outstanding quality with honest, reliable service check us out online at anglerautomotive.com
4: If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and party drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrant USA. Finding information on the insurance plans available to you and your family can be confusing and frustrating. The knowledgeable, friendly agents at Vibrant USA are here to help you sort through the chaos. There is never a charge for our services, so call now at 866-733-5111
6: discover the authentic taste of Mexico this week with PNW Perks at Jalapenos Mexican Family Restaurants in Bellingham Jalapenos offers daily lunch and dinner specials with happy hour all day Sunday through Thursday always crafted with care and tradition Jalapenos uses only the freshest ingredients to bring you a truly delightful dining experience in a relaxing festive atmosphere they've been doing it proudly for nearly 25 years having a party or a gathering Jalapenos caters delivery or full service offerings for a few or a few hundred even better let Jalapenos Bring the fiesta to you in their brand new 26 foot taco bus. Jalapenos Mexican family restaurants with four locations. Find them in Barkley Village, Fairhaven, on Bellingham's downtown waterfront, and open now at their new location on Meridian. This Thursday at 8 a.m. with PNW Perks, you can get a $50 gift certificate to Jalapenos in Bellingham for just $25. That's $25 in free tacos. Get all the details at PNWperks.com and get there fast this Thursday.
7: With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, 90% of new car buyers want the tried-and-true AM-FM radio option.
8: Gadgets are great, but when you're behind the wheel, you just want that local connection that you can't get from online apps.
7: Local radio is dependable and free, with no subscription or cellular data required, and no fumbling with a separate device. Visit
8: WeAreBroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI, and how you want AM included in your next new car
9: the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of kgmi or the cascade radio group
2: welcome back you are in the shop brian from dr john's auto clinic kirk from angler automotive Kirk from Kirk Cobain Town. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Aberdeen, Washington. Those were the days. Oh, man. Apparently, my sister went to school with them or something.
2: Something like that. Yeah. yeah. They lived in the house down the road. There aren't that many roads in Aberdeen, are there? There are. There are. (laughs) All right. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Three six zero six seven six KGMI, and we have Tom on the line. Good morning, Tom.
10: Hi, fellas. D- d- uh, down here in uh, Port a- or Port Angeles, Washington, and I'm wondering what happens when a Tesla's battery freezes.
3: That is a good question.
10: Well, I haven't I I, I haven't heard anything about this yet, and and, and yeah, it's it's. Does it explode or something, or so, or so,
2: do they? Have, yeah. <laughs> so the Tesla has two batteries in it. Um, one of those is a is a is a gel cell um, battery, the twelve volt battery that helps run basically the accessories and, and 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 lights and dash and electronics in the car. And then it has the the main hybrid battery. And uh, so the the twelve volt battery it's an AGM battery. Um, and and. Really, it's, it's, a, it's a gel cell battery. I suppose under certain situations, if it got close enough, you know, down somewhere towards absolute zero, anything's going to freeze. Um, but they're, they're pretty long-lasting. Um, they did have some problems with some of them, but, but you know, they'll last you know, 5, 8, even up to 10 years for that battery. The main battery yeah. in the vehicle is kind of in, in the same way. Inside the, the cells, if you were to break them apart, it's more of a sludge. Um, but you don't really want to do that because the, the, the lithium will react with the atmosphere and spontaneously burst All into right. flames and, and continue to reburst into flames repeatedly over the next two weeks while frustrating the fire department. Um, so, um, when well, it comes to, to that battery, it, it, it really it can't freeze in, under normal situations. They do, though, um, have a very substantial loss of power. Um, as you get below freezing and down to, like, zero degrees Fahrenheit or colder, that you can, you can lose up to, you know, 50 to 60% of its actual energy capacity that you can extract out of it until it heats up again, which is why they have battery warmers that consume more electricity to keep the battery warm so it's able to produce electricity.
10: Okay, so what do I do with my Tesla when I have to stop on Stevens Pass and leave it there, and it's uh, twenty below.
2: Well, you park for you plug a couple in, of days. You you find the one out of twelve superchargers that's working, and uh, you leave it plugged into that. Um, actually, you'll be okay. Um, the The danger is that if you park it up there and you're down to thirty percent battery capacity, and it sits in a in a super cold environment for an extended window, that you're not going to be able to make it very far. You're going to be able to make it somewhere but you need to make it somewhere that you can charge it. And what you were talking about is uh, it sounds as if you're having a little bit of range anxiety there, Tom.
10: Uh, well, I don't have a Tesla, but it's its what I've been wondering about for a while because I, I never heard about it, and oh, yeah. I thought I'd— uh...
2: Well, most most people that buy Teslas like that, they have another car that is either a hybrid <laughs> or a car. gas-powered vehicle for those trips. <laughs> And they accept that that's the reality, that one person in the family drives the fully electric, the other drives the hybrid or or standard uh, dyno car.
10: Okay, well, uh, I think I need a Ford F-150 dual tank truck, and they don't make those anymore. (laughs) With a big block engine. Yeah, I hear hear what you're saying there, Tom. (laughs) I would like that. More than that, uh, Tesla. Be good. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom.
2: Yeah, Kirk, have you, you've, you've probably had people ask you about that. You know, What am I going to do with my car, my electric car? Should I buy one? I'm going to buy a new car. Should I get an electric car?
3: I think you should get a uh, hybrid, hybrid car. I, 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 if you want to do something better for the environment, I think the hybrid is uh, the gas, electric. Ideally, a diesel electric would even be better, more efficient. More efficient, um, you know. You can clean up the diesel particulates pretty good, but if you got a real small engine that's not working hard at all, um, I think that would be the way to go.
2: Yeah, and I, I had this talk with a customer just this week—a really long talk. They were talking about buying an electric car for the primary vehicle in their house, and and whether or not that was going to be the best choice from them. And honestly, it came down to that. Uh, They needed a hybrid.
3: Yeah. You know, and the thing, too, is like, you know, let's say a battery. um, I don't know. What are these things, these cars, they say the batteries are good for, what, eight years, something like that? Eight years goes by really fast. By the time you get to the age that you're going to buy a fully electric vehicle, a Tesla or something like that, time flies. And um, before you know it, you're going to be... Buying a new Trading it
2: in on a new one. <laughs>
3: yeah, and you're not going to get much trade in when the battery is almost dead.
2: Yeah, they tend to be a little spinny to replace. No. All right, we're going to take another break here. Three six oh six x kgmi you are in the shop with Kirk from Angler Automotive and Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic.
7: Are you looking for a pizza experience like no other? Look no further than All Time Pizza. All Time Pizza with 21 different fresh pizzas to choose from with a grand variety of fresh toppings. Craving a pizza adventure? Try their Buffalo Chicken Pizza, Indian Pizza, or Linden Lion Pizza. You'll be surprised at the flavors and freshness. Their fantastic all-you-can-eat buffet provides you with an opportunity to taste and try many different types to find your favorite. Plus, the buffet includes a salad bar with all your favorite fixings. All Time Pizza has just opened their bar with seven taps international bottled beers huge selection of cocktails and virgin cocktails as well enjoy a whiskey sour or gin martini while ordering off their new indo-chinese menu with delicious roasted tandoori bites fish fingers or a must try is their chicken 65 just to name a few plus all-time pizza has catering options for your special occasions yes all this all-time pizza has it all in linden all fresh ingredients all the time find them in linden's bender plaza just north of the ball field and at all-time pizza Com. Since 1946, DeWard
5: Bodie has been the largest independent appliance and mattress retailer in Whatcom, Skagit, and Island counties. But the truth is, bigger isn't always better. Being better is better. That's why DeWard Bodie is dedicated to bringing you the best showcase of in stock appliances and mattresses, the best prices with the best no interest financing options, and the best team of in house professional delivery, install, and service technicians. They carry the best reviewed and most reliable major home appliances from industry leading brands like GE, Whirlpool, Bosch, LG, Thermador, Sub-Zero, Wolf, and so many more. Plus, top-rated mattress brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sterns and & Foster, and Sealy. You can buy with confidence at DeWard & Bodie. They service every product they sell with factory-certified technicians, keeping you covered with worry-free warranties up to five years. They deliver right to your home, professionally install, and even haul away the old stuff. Visit one of their three showrooms in Bellingham or Burlington
8: to experience the DeWard & Bodie difference for yourself. Do you know a group or individual in our community who work tirelessly to make a difference? Dedicated to Service wants to give them a special shout out on the air. Email the details to dedicated at cascaderadiogroup.com dedicated to service brought to you by neater house of luxury whatcom county's premier jewelry store join neater house of luxury september 29th and 30th for an exclusive gabriel and company trunk show neater house of luxury 21 bellwether way suite 107 next to lombardi's back patio
0: the latest local news and important topics of the day from the west mechanical studio harness the
8: power of the sun reduce your carbon footprint and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical, heating, air conditioning, and electrical.
0: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
8: CBS News Brief. A possible government shutdown if Congress fails to reach a budget deal by midnight Eastern time. That means limited or no government services, like getting a marriage license.
4: We did not want to take any chances, uh, so we prioritized getting getting here today, uh, making sure we could take care of this so there were no risks.
8: Striking auto workers say it's about fairness.
11: We're working, we're building, our hands hurt, our back hurt, but we're building these trucks, so why can't we get paid for it? Why can't we get a raise? Nope, oh, the executive's getting raises.
8: Nearly three decades after his death, an arrest in the murder of music icon Tubak Shakur. The suspect is Dwayne Keith Davis.
6: Davis has denied firing the weapon, though prosecutors say he did call the shots, which is enough to warrant a murder charge in the state of Nevada. He will appear in court next week for
4: arraignment.
8: CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. CBS News Brief, I'm Linda
0: Kenyon.
2: back you are in the shop this is brian from dr john's auto clinic kirk from angler automotive 360-676-kgmi give us a call we got time for several more calls during the show here otherwise we're going to talk about broken cars okay and we've got paul on the line good morning paul good mo- good morning good morning
3: good morning
9: Hello. i have a problem we fix those good I got an appointment with Dr. Johns on Wednesday. It's a different vehicle. However, I came out to start up my diesel truck, Ford F-350, the old 96 type. I turn the ignition. I got it on, and then the ignition just runs around in circles. I could not even turn the truck off. If I turn it all ignition key all the way up, I can feel it hitting the starter part, so I don't want to do that. How do I stop this dang thing? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Um, Well, that can be kind of tough. I'm trying to think on that once it's uh, going and your ignition switch just won't rotate back. Sounds like maybe the little uh, rack um, may have broken on there, Kirk. I'm not sure what you think.
3: Yeah, maybe.
2: They've got a little rack and pinion inside the steering column when you turn the key that pushes down a, a lever down the steering column that moves the ignition switch to the different electrical positions. And uh, and then if that if that rack strips out or breaks, it may not catch and and turn that ignition switch off. Did this really happen to you?
9: Yes, I'm sitting in the truck right now and it's idling. <laughs> oh no!
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> no, it's
3: not. Hey, is your shifter loose? Like your yeah, it is.
9: Yeah, it goes through all the.
3: No, I mean yeah, loose both- like. Kind of wiggles around and it's loose like something oh, no, is not no. real happy with your shifter? Okay, no. I'm going gonna,
2: I'm gonna to have you try something. Put that vehicle in drive and then turn that ignition switch to the start position. So once you are in drive... It's already running. I know, it's already running, but oh, when you put it right. in drive, there's a neutral safety switch that only allows the starter to engage in park and neutral. Hopefully so if you're working. in drive, okay. you can turn the ignition switch to the start position. So I want you to turn okay. it to the... Turn it to the start position all the way. It's not going to crank, but your dash lights might go out. Okay? And then quickly turn it to the off position. And cross our fingers.
9: Nope, nothing.
2: Nothing. Mm
9: -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's a bad situation. When I hit the starter, it just lights up all the lights. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it goes to the crank position, but because of the park neutral safety switch, it won't start cranking again. So at, at this point, something's broken in that linkage in the steering column, probably the, the rack and sector, which go down and, uh, and activate the ignition switch. And, and diesels are kind of funny this way. They can be hard to turn off. <laughs> so when, when that vehicle is in the run position, there's a fuel control solenoid that is uh, on top of the engine, um, probably up around the, the fuel filter canister assembly, Um, And there's a specific wire to that fuel cut solenoid that you would need to disconnect. But I can't pinpoint it um, with the information I have in front of me. Um, The the next option would be to pull the appropriate fuse. um, But you'd have to look through the owner's manual to find that. And it really needs to have one of the 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 ignition run fuse pulled in the fuse box underneath um, the the hood
3: to start I need to pulling hook. all the fuses out until the thing shuts off, though. And then okay. put them in a big bag.
2: And- um, I, I can say this after the show. I'm going to be heading down to the shop, and, and and I can meet you there at about ten fifteen, and uh, and see if I can get at least help you get it turned off, and we can figure on. out a plan from there.
9: Do I get a ride back home? I live in London. <laughs> I
2: can't get you. I cannot get you a ride back home today. I well,
3: could um, probably
2: get around out to <laughs> Kelly Road anyway. Yeah, boy, a, a Sunday in Linden. I don't know if Linden Lube would be able to help you, or, or who's really open up there. Probably or a yeah. Saturday. I'm not. Probably not a whole lot. But you know, you may need to resort to Google to find the right fuse to pull to get that to, to turn off. Otherwise, that thing's going to run till you're out of fuel.
9: Jesus, I got to suck up all kinds of crap.
2: <laughs> this is this oh, is. A, y- y- you're, you're the best call I've had in a couple weeks, though. I got to tell you that.
9: Oh, okay. Um,
2: yeah, I, I, and, and and definitely I will be down there for a few minutes after the show. That would probably be the, the best bet. Otherwise, you're going to need to get in, into somewhere that's open in Linden that can help you go through and find the right fuse to pull under the hood. The, pr- oh, the okay. problem is trying to disconnect the batteries or alternator and such with the engine running isn't really a good plan.
3: No, don't do that. He'll you will ruin your alternator.
2: Oh. So in your owner's oh. manual or under the fuse cover, under the hood, there should be a fuse that's labeled um, um, ignition, ignition switch, um, engine run power, and and pulling that fuse should disable power to the fuel cut solenoid that's allowing fuel to continue to go to the engine.
3: Or even pull the fuel pump fuse, you know.
2: I don't want to see him run it out, of, out of fuel, yeah, but, you know, that would do it fuse, eventually. Yeah.
9: Oh. Not allowed. Look for the fuel pump fuse to pull
2: that one up. Huh? Yeah, the yeah. problem is that has, a, that has a mechanical fuel pump that's driven by the diesel engine. And if you pull the fuel pump fuse, it's going to cut power to the, uh, the, the, lift fu- the lift pump in the fuel tank. And it's probably going to run for 15 or 20 minutes at idle huh. before well, you actually run out of fuel to the mechanical fuel pump driven by the engine. But
3: that's better than running for four hours. That is better than <laughs> running <laughs> for four
9: hours. <laughs> Okay, uh, when's your next open appointment, <laughs> Dr. John?
2: <laughs> uh, we, we are taking standby appointments, so you are welcome to drop it off, but it's going to be a few days before we can look at it.
9: Okay, yeah, I'm bringing in a truck for you to look at this Wednesday, so maybe I'll drive the truck and have my wife follow me and come back and drive a second one in.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what we can do, Paul. Um, that's a tough situation. Like I said, that, uh, that ranks right up there with one of our best calls. Unfortunately, it, uh, it's not a good situation for you, so I apologize.
9: Look for
2: the fuel pump fuse underneath the hood. The fuel pump fuse, or one of there's probably two ignition fuses, and I'd, I'd go after the ignition
3: fuses first. Ignition fuses first, yeah. Do they actually label it by I think they just have numbers on the back? Yeah, you're probably going to
2: need the owner's manual to figure out which fuse it is. Yeah. And the, the, sometimes they just use numbers or hieroglyphics on the uh, fuse box cover.
3: Or, or, yeah, get on YouTube or something like that and say, hey, how do you, where's the uh, ignition fuse or whatever? And uh, you might find somebody yeah. that says, oh, yeah, you know, when the Ford won't shut off, go we'll pull this thing right yeah.
2: here. Yeah, 96 F350, 7.3 diesel won't shut off. And uh, somebody will have a video... Probably some funny guy with an accent from the south will have a video on how to find the right
3: fuse to shut it off. I'm sure we have funny accents to people that live in the south.
2: All right, Paul. Sound good?
3: Uh-oh. I think
2: he moved on to try to turn it off. Okay. You know, that's pretty interesting. It's uh, You look at uh, diesel engines, there have been some... Some various diesel engine designs over the years, um, like in semi trucks where they run diesel engines, and you get a situation where it uh, starts sucking engine oil up into the intake system, mm-hmm. or in some of the diesel engines that, that operate a little bit more like two strokes, and, uh, you and just you, keep
3: on running,
2: and, and you'll get a runaway diesel. It'll just yep. start; it will start running on the engine oil instead yep. of the diesel fuel, and and under the right circumstances it will just start to run and rev out of control until the engine blows up. There are videos on YouTube on that as well.
3: Well, at least you don't waste all your fuel.
2: And Water uh, blows up before you, know, you run in, out of in, fuel. In the past, on some vehicles, there were mechanical levers underneath the, the hood that you could use to you know, manually cut the fuel to get it to turn off.
3: The arc that I've got in the driveway, one of the boats, one of the— I didn't cluck boats. Um, so anyway, <laughs> you need a bigger driveway. It's got a little four-cylinder Perkins diesel motor. And, there you uh, go. And the way you you start it is you turn the key on, you push a button, and it cranks over and it runs. And then to shut it off, there's literally a T-handled chrome T-handled pull, and you pull it out and you choke the engine off from air, and the thing shuts off.
2: Shuts it down.
3: Yeah. and neat
2: and and yeah so it can actually be kind of hard with a diesel engine compared to a gas engine to get them to shut down
3: yeah all they need is if you got fuel all they need is air going into them eh, a little time and sand Yeah. Too. and they just keep going
2: yeah interesting thing most diesels they don't even have anything to restrict the air everything's controlled by the fuel flow yeah it just yeah. The, the intake is just like a, a big, big open hole stream
3: where the air just flows into
2: the motor all right we're going to take another break here 360676 KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic Kirk from Angler Automotive.
6: Homelessness is a challenge many face in Watcom County, but there is hope. Since 1923, the Lighthouse Mission Ministries has been providing shelter and services for those who need it most. Lighthouse Mission provides a safe and caring environment for individuals and families experiencing homelessness. The mission offers a warm bed, hot meals, and supportive community to help hurting neighbors back on their feet. But they don't stop there. With the help of generous people in our community, the Lighthouse Mission also offers case management, addiction recovery services, job training, and educational resources to help people achieve long-term success. Everyone deserves a chance to rebuild their life. Your help is needed to make that happen. Your donation will make a huge impact on the lives of men and women in our community. Please visit thelighthousemission.org to learn more about how you can help support our neighbors who are homeless. Your donation will make a huge impact on the lives of men and women in our community. Please visit the thelighthousemission.org to learn more about how you can help support our neighbors who are homeless. Together, we can provide a brighter future for those in need. Lighthouse Mission Ministries, where hope begins. Learn more at the Lighthouse Mission dot org. Business owners, you have job openings? We have mewa.com. HireMeWa.com is Cascade Radio Group's hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. Upload your available job listings today. Job seekers can post resumes, too. HireMeWa.com is available 24 hours a day. Check back frequently. New job listings added regularly. HireMeWa.com. Business owners, post your job openings for free right now at HireMeWa.com. That's hiremewah.com. HireMeWa.com is a service of Cascade Radio
0: Group and this station. We don't have... Have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are, and if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790-965-FM and KGMI.com.
2: Well, that should wake you up. Huh? I said that should wake you up. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. 360-676-KGMI. Love to hear from you. Or we can just let the Foo Fighters play. Yeah, I'd rather hear from folks. All right, then let's talk to L on the line. Good morning, L.
11: Good morning. Uh, as an old 6.9 and 7.3 diesel guy, I've had two runaway diesels. The cure, my friend, is a pair of vice grips and clamp off that fuel line, okay. and she'll die in a heartbeat, and then you can unplug your battery.
2: Yeah, I, I think you are on the right track. I'm just a little bit afraid of, uh, of asking Paul to climb up over his hood with vice grips and describe which fuel line he needs to pinch off.
11: Yeah. Anyway, like I say, I've had two runaway diesels in the last 40 years, and uh, that was a cure on both of them. Anyway, thanks for your show. Appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of your day.
2: Thank you. We appreciate yeah. it. Bye-bye. And, thanks and, for the tip. And, yeah, if I could, if I could pinpoint the right uh, fuel supply line, and basically that would be the line from the, uh, from the lift pump going up to the, the low-pressure fuel filter water separator assembly. Is going to cut that off. I know on my 7.3, that's a solid line though, and I wouldn't be able to quite pinch it off.
3: Well, it bigger pliers.
2: Bigger pliers. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, I, you know, I should have got, I can look Paul up on my schedule and I can go down to the shop after the show. I can look up his truck and I can figure out which fuse. So if it's still running after the show, I'm going to call him and tell him which fuse to pull.
3: You're the man.
2: Um, that's my plan.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are at 948 and 31 32 seconds. That's right. I thought we had another call Ready to start the there. show?
2: Ready to start the show or you can call us 360-676-5464. And uh you know I I I brought all this stuff to talk about Kirk, but uh you know we're getting short on time. Where do you want to go? Do You want to talk well, about suspension problems or uh, when, or when, should, you, when should you when should you tow your car? When should you of tow your car? It? Yeah. Well, Is it safe to drive? Should I tow it? You know, uh,
3: let's go there.
2: Let's go there. You know, I want to. You know. I want to talk about this. I had a customer show up at. Oh, we're going to take. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about your check engine light and the multiple functions that it plays. Okay. The role of the check engine light. Three six zero six seven six kgmi. You are in the shop with Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic and Kirk from Angler Automotive.
1: My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's she's she said go get them and she has a she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy, and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that little girl. I like her heart. She'll come in, and she'll offer lunch to the employees, and then she'll come to me and be like, Hey, Dad, need your credit card. (laughs) You know what? It's something that I would do myself, so I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the the sales guy some lunch, and that's what she does. She comes in here, and she pretends she owns the place, and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age.
4: Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan.
6: Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters.
0: Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
3: Get this show on the road.
2: Folks. That's right. You know, you know yeah. our produ- our producer plays the best music. I agree. We just had to cut her loose. Yeah,
3: it's great. It is.
2: Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking. You're f- awesome. Uh, every Saturday, I'm going to look forward to it. Now. Yeah, it hasn't been this good since Mike left.
3: Yeah, Mike. Uh, he laid out some good tunes there too. Moved back to say. Minnesota. I mean, everybody's done a great job. Yeah, you but know? you know the, but, you know the the cream floats to the top.
2: That's right. That's right. Then she's going to get promoted. I know how this works.
3: She's going to be the owner of the station. Yeah. Might be the queen of uh, Sega uh, communications someday.
2: Three six zero six seven six kgmi You are in the shop with Kirk from Angler Automotive, Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, and we have Daryl on the line. Good morning, Daryl.
11: Oh, hi. Um, on your runaway diesel subject, I've heard... Of people taking a CO2 fire extinguisher and blowing it down the intake to put them out. But and I don't know how this got in my head. I read it somewhere.
2: You know, I, um, I think that's actually that's actually pretty brilliant in the right situation. I would probably try to go with that. It's actually kind of hard around the house and around a lot of places to find a CO2 fire extinguisher that doesn't have dry chemical powder in it, though. And that's the danger, because the last thing I want somebody to do...
11: Oh, is, no, just straight CO2. Yeah, but the thing I read most was that... people don't have the, those. And it supposedly makes phosgene gas out the exhaust when it goes through. That's what I don't...
2: I mean, I'm not 100%
11: keep, sure I read it somewhere, and it's yeah, I don't your, know if it's true or not, but it's know, just something to think about.
2: I try to keep my nose away from the diesel exhaust pipe either way.
3: Was it on the yeah, internet? Yeah. Did you find you that know on I've, the internet?
11: This has been rattling around my head so long, I don't even know where I read it to start with.
3: Well, other question
11: internet, I had true. was, yeah. <laughs> The other question I had was aftermarket electronic fuel injection kits. I'm specifically looking at a 87 Toyota pickup that's carbureted right now. Have you ever played with those things? How well do they work? Because sure. rather than play with carburetion, I'd just to soon toss that thing in the dumpster and... So yeah.
3: is do it a, the EFI thing. Is it a throttle body injection, or are you going to get a new intake manifold and get port fuel injection?
11: No, it's a throttle body kit. Holly mm-hmm. makes a throttle body kit that's
3: you know that other
11: people put on.
3: I personally don't have any experience with that, but I've I've pondered um, quite often over the years. of uh, I've got um, a boat that's got a carburetor. And, uh, well,
11: these things are U.S. Coast Guard approved too. Yeah.
3: Well, and that's I, my, I'm I'm thinking that that might be a cool way to go. Get rid of, you know, those old Toyota carburetors were amazing little carburetors while they worked. Yeah. Or uh, but they were or, or you can or you can put the, they...
2: the downdraft or side draft McCoonies on it and then yeah. just have even more problems.
3: Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> I would say that the the fuel injection, you know, throttle body is well, it's better than a carburetor. I think port and fuel injection is way better than throttle body, but throttle body is dependable. Um, if you can get one that's literally cal- calibrated for the engine that you're going to be putting on there, I would personally, I would, I would go with that.
11: Yeah. And okay. I yeah. Worked, Other uh, than a few videos, I've never known anybody to personally have any experience with it. So,
2: you know, years ago, we worked on a couple <laughs> of vehicles that had um, aftermarket fuel injection systems on them.
11: Whoa! What's that? You making oh, meatballs? the meatballs? I'm whipping up some crepe batter. While I'm, with <laughs> one with one hand while I mean, I'm talking.
2: Cool. What? What's your address? The show's almost She's over. Right. We'll be right by. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That was pretty good. Name that sound effect, though. I would have missed that one.
11: Yeah. I don't know It came across that well.
2: Sounds like <laughs> but anyway. meat balls. Um, so I think that's a cool idea that you're talking about. This is kind of a project vehicle, and I don't know that there's really anybody in Whatcom County I could send you to to, to have that installed or, or do it. I would look for a company that sells that system and is also going to be able to help you with a known good um, fuel map for that system so that you're going to be able to bolt it on Download and program that system with a fuel map that that is known to work with that engine um, in that year of that window of years that the engine is out of. And it's probably going to be pretty good and likely be better than than any carburetor you're going to stick on there. Maybe even better than the fuel injection system that Toyota had on the next generation truck. Yeah,
3: that first one was
2: kind um, of weird. Yeah, it was
11: like a year away from being yeah. so if you the fuel-injected thing at 87 anyway. Can, so. If you
2: can get that put on there and get a fuel map in there that works, and if it's not running quite right, then you can look up on their website, probably get somebody that is experienced in tuning them off of their website and maybe take the truck to and have it put on a dyno tuned properly, and I think you'll probably be pretty happy in the end. They've got some really high tech cool aftermarket fuel injection systems. They're super popular in the muscle car and and off road um you know Herlina. sector. Yeah, being the, the, of the small industry. end
11: is kinda where I don't think it really hits them with too much, but yeah, it'd be interesting to try.
3: So
2: anyway, yeah. thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, let us know how that works out. I think it's a pretty cool idea.
3: Twenty two R motor yeah. right. twenty two actually it'd probably be a twenty R motor, putting out eighteen hundred horsepower.
2: Yeah, you know, I got one guy that 50 works fifty miles a gallon. I got a guy that works for me, Blaze. That he's got a supercharger he put on his Mustang, a turbo he put on his Miata, and uh, and then a couple of my kids that are really into some of the the, the tuning YouTube sites and YouTube channels and, and other uh, you know aftermarket online companies that, that run videos and modify stuff. And uh, they'd be able, be able to rattle off, like, three different aftermarket fuel injection systems that are bolt on there with their wideband O2 sensors and self-tuning mechanism and, and how it all works. I should have one of them on the show.
3: That's amazing because my son, Dranum, drives Mike's old 2002 Buick Rendezvous just the way it was, and he likes it. Hey, okay. Simple.
2: Cool. Thank you for listening. You've been in the shop. Hope you love the music we did.
3: Yeah, thank you.
2: Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Shout out to Dan from Bellingham Automotive, and we'll see you next week.